I think the biggest misconception about shelters is that the dogs are mistrained or they're bad dogs. It really just brings me as much peace and joy outside of football. There you go. It's beneficial for them. It's beneficial for me. I know the joy that one dog can bring. If I just helped one dog, then that gives me peace of mind. Welcome to the SC Featured Podcast. I'm Jen Latta. Life is pretty good for Logan Ryan. In just four NFL seasons, he's already won two Super Bowls with the Patriots, signed a three-year, $30 million contract this offseason with the Tennessee Titans, and married his longtime girlfriend, Ashley, this past spring. But many don't know about one friend close to Ryan who's made a big impact on his life, an impact so significant, Ryan regularly talks about it with others on social media. Monday Night Countdown reporter Michelle Beisner-Buck has more. A wedding day this past April on the Isle of St. Lucia left Titans cornerback Logan Ryan and his bride Ashley with a lifetime of memories. So did a wedding crasher at Picture Time. So we're walking a couple streets, this dog's following us. So we bend down and we, and we pet the dog, and the photographer thought it would be cool to take some candid photos. She followed us everywhere. <laughs> so she participated in about the first half hour, 40 minutes of our photo shoot, and she's, you know, sneaking into the background and photobombing every photo. <laughs> and she was great. I was like, you know what, we need to help out. We need to help out this rescue the best way we can. So in lieu of taking wedding gifts and donations, because I didn't feel like we needed it, I encouraged my family, everyone at my wedding, everyone back home, to donate to help Paul St. Lucia. And they ended up naming that dog Logan in my honor. Helping animal shelters isn't a one-time thing for the Ryans. It's become a personal mission. This is how we got our first dog right here. I want a puppy and we just didn't want to put it out. While Logan was hounding receivers for the Patriots, a rescue dog came into their life. I think the biggest misconception about shelters is that the dogs are mistrained or they're bad dogs. We adopted Leo about three, four years ago. He was a pit bull wandering the streets of Boston. After the Ryans adopted Leo, they learned that he had serious leg issues that would require multiple surgeries to his hips and ACLs, costing them thousands of dollars. That kind of made me think, like, what would happen if there's another dog needs a leg surgery that's limping? Who's going to want to take that? Logan woke up one morning, and, you know, he had been thinking a lot about ways he could help dogs like Leo. That's when Ryan's monthly rescue was born. For more than two years, on the 26th of each month, number 26 shares his pinup pooch with his followers on social media. It's really important to Logan, especially, to just get to know the dog. What is this dog's personality? And what kind of photo can I take that's going to show everyone? I can spend three, four, five hours. And the first hour is just looking at all the dogs, kind of giving them all treats. And then the next hour or so might be, you know, finding the right case and picking him out and letting him kick his legs. And then the last hour might be taking a photo. I really want the dogs to be the star of the picture. But more than that, I really want to give the dogs a day. 
to this day how many dogs have been posted and how many have been adopted? Yeah, so we've had 26 dogs posted and 18 of them have been adopted. That's incredible. Yeah, and there's still plenty up for adoption, including our favorite and go-to guy, Odie. <laughs> how many times has Odie been posted? Odie's been featured three times. Every September that Ryan's Monthly Rescue has existed, Odie's been our dog. We're committed to a dog once we commit. Right. You know, so this is his third time. Third time's a charm, we're hoping. That's right. Uh, for Odie to find a home. I know what rescuing Leo kind of did for me, so I know the joy that one dog can bring. If I just helped one dog, then that gives me peace of mind. Still to come, I'll talk with producer Aaron Johnson about his time with Logan and Ashley Ryan. But first, to our subscribers on Apple Podcasts, send us your feedback and your ratings. We would love to hear from you. And remember, add the SC Featured Podcast to your podcast favorites in the ESPN app. I think the biggest misconception about shelters is that the dogs are mistrained or they're bad dogs. It really just brings me as much peace and joy outside of football. It's beneficial for them. It's beneficial for me. And I generally, like, I generally love animals. As we continue on the SC Feature podcast with me, Jen Latta, I'm now joined by Monday Night Countdown feature producer, Aaron Johnson. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. You know, you got to spend some time with the Ryans. How would you describe their level of commitment to helping animals? Their level of commitment is very high. You know, when I first saw the story, I thought Logan went to a shelter, you know, spent some time with the dog and took a photo, which is awesome. I checked out his Instagram account. It's really great. But the truth of the matter is he and his wife Ashley spent hours at the shelter, you know, to see every dog, to give them all treats. They ask questions about the dogs. They ask about the facility. We also learned during the interview with Logan that it goes beyond just dogs. Here's what he told Michelle Beisner Buck. Every animal Ashley's trying to save and help, for sure. We've been on dates where we've had to consider taking a turtle to the hospital that we've seen on the road because of... (laughs) Tell me that story. So we were headed to a date, and we saw a tortoise with its shell cracked and on the side of the road, and Ash was like, I'm driving by, like, you know, okay, let's get to the date. Uh, we got a reservation at whatever. And she's like, no. um, She's like, do you see that turtle? we got to turn around. I'm like, what do you mean turn around? So we turn around, and she sees a turtle, and she stops, and she, she calls all her contact and who she needs to call to what you do. And they gave her advice on where we should take it and and what we should do. And, you know, we made the date a little late, but uh, she ended up to help help with tortoise out in the way. I mean, helping a turtle is pretty unique. You don't hear about a lot of people doing that. One of the more unique stories was also the tale of Odie, who has struggled to find a home for a while. How did this one dog become so important to the Ryan family? Well, Odie's just such a cute dog. You know, if you look at the pictures, has short hair, has marble brown fur. And, you know, just from what Logan describes, is also good with kids because, you know, one of the photos that he took with Odie includes their daughter. This is what Logan told Michelle about their commitment to Odie. This past September, we did a dog by the name of Odie. And the cool thing about Odie is this is third time on Ryan's Monthly Rescue. So two years ago, uh, I did a picture with Odie in Providence when I was a Patriot. And um, he was a fun, he was a loving dog. And I remember it was a cold day in the fall in September up there. And we were playing in in this little yard that we had for him to run around in. And I believe he was adopted and returned in that time. So then last year, we redid it. And Odie is still there and still adoptable. So we did it for us. You know what? It's September again. We got to give Odie a shot. We're committed to a dog once once we commit. So that's why there's not always 12 dogs a year, because we've done a dog like Odie. 
three times. Right. You know, so this is his third time. Third time's a charm, we're hoping. That's right. Uh, for Odie to find a home. So it's just crazy that, you know, a dog can go three years without a home. And three years in those conditions, it's tough. And that's why hopefully uh, what we're doing works um, for Odie. But I know he's met a lot of cool people and had a pretty positive three years uh, compared to what it could have been. So fingers are crossed for Odie. I definitely think he'll get adopted. He's a great dog, and I, don't, I haven't forgot him from, from three years ago. We talked about Odie quite a bit, and you could just feel like how genuine it is that they really want to see Odie find his forever home. Yeah, so he is obviously still waiting to be adopted, but hopefully the exposure from this feature and even this podcast will help Odie find a forever home. Ashley has a background as a dog trainer. What advice did she pass on about the relationship with these animals? Yeah, she just told me a lot of it's about positive reinforcement, and that's really the key. If a dog does something you don't want it to do, it's more about, instead of just yelling at it, you, you redirect your dog to what you want it to do. And she also suggested you start training your dog as early as possible. For someone like me who has a puppy that still goes potty in the house, this is very important. I'm taking notes as we discuss this, Aaron, right? Yes. Positive reinforcement as opposed to smacking him on the nose, right? Yeah, correct, correct, <laughs> definitely. And patience, you know, you need to have patience, and uh, that's the way it has to be with puppies, you know? And their family just keeps growing. Obviously, they have animals, but they also have a baby who's now two years old. What did they tell you about how that introduction went down? Well, this was extremely important to the Ryans. I mean, for Ashley, she had a whole plan mapped out, and they prepared as much as possible to ensure a smooth transition, as Ashley explains to Michelle. I was a nervous wreck when finding out I was pregnant and what are my dogs going to do. And I think that's generally sometimes the last person on people's mind, but they're my babies. And never in our minds was it an option to surrender our dogs or rehome our dogs based on having a baby. So we wanted to do everything we could to ensure a smooth transition and that they would take to the situation. So we did a lot of baby prep training. And Such as? We carried a baby doll around the house for, I know Logan says weeks, it was months. I would wake up in the morning and get my baby doll and go downstairs and give my baby doll the bottle and do what I thought moms did, I didn't know, and see how my dogs reacted and reward them for the right reactions and see what we needed to work on. We introduced them to all the weird equipment, the baby carrier, the stroller, the, the swing, the rocker. All of that stuff was in the house, set up. We slowly introduced them to it and just made it all a positive experience. So by the time the baby came, I had my friends and my staff on call. So I had two of the best trainers in Rhode Island waiting at my house with my dogs to meet the baby. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't do it any other way. I just needed it to go right. And, you know, they walked us through the process, and we came in. Hi, Nala. Hi, Leo. And then we brought the baby in, waited to see how they reacted, and then eventually it led to, okay, let's let them sniff her feet. And that's as far as we got. They didn't do anything more than sniff Avery's feet for three to four weeks. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I think they're ready to sniff her butt. And then after that, okay, maybe they can sniff a little bit more. But it was a very slow transition, and I, I wouldn't have done it any other way. So really, it's not all that different than how our dogs react at the dog park, right? They just want to get to know everybody. Correct. And, you know, every dog's different. So it's just important that they took their time and they really wanted everything to go right. That was the key to them. One of my favorite parts of this story was that even at their wedding this past spring, they happened to see a dog in need. Tell me about the dog from St. Lucia. Logan and Ashley wanted to go take some pictures in town. and They saw that there was a lot of stray dogs around on the street. But one dog in particular took a liking to them. 
as they explained to Michelle in our interviews. Okay, I'll start by saying I let that dog come to me. So we are in St. Lucia taking our wedding photos on the streets of the town of Soufre. And, you know, we'd been on a beautiful resort the whole the whole time we were there. We hadn't seen the stray dog population in St. Lucia. So we see dogs all over the street. And it was just totally normal. They're just walking, picking up scraps, and it just struck us as so odd. So naturally I'm going to want to pet the dog. Why wouldn't I? And everyone's like, no, no, they don't. we don't interact with those dogs here. So we bend down, and we, and we pet the dog, and the photographer's like, oh, if you give him attention, I'm not going to leave you alone. And I was like, you don't know who you're talking to because, you know, Ashley's, this dog's licking her in the face, licking her makeup off. And I'm just thinking, oh, man, like, her dress costs, you know, I'm just thinking dollar signs. Dress costs X amount. Her heels cost X amount. Right. Her, her, her makeup. But that's just who Ashley is. She did not think about her care in the moment. You know, we showed this dog a lot of love and attention. It was a really cute dog. And we kind of go on with the go on with the show. And the dog obviously is attached to our hip, and she's biting the veil and everything. But during that, the photographer thought it would be cool to take some candid photos. So she participated in about the first half hour, 40 minutes of our photo shoot. And she's, you know, sneaking into the background and photobombing every photo. And she was great. So we reached out to an organization um, called Hell Paws in St. Lucia and tried to ask what we can do. So... The best thing we felt we could do for them was, you know, make a donation, which we did. And we also, for all those people, you know, we had a very small wedding. So we decided not to do the registry, but some people insisted, hey, I want to buy you something. I want to give you something. So we said donate to Hell Paws. They need it. And they ended up finding that dog and naming her Logan and spaying her, giving her the medical care she needed. Those photos did go viral. And uh, Logan's doing well. They did find the dog. And... Um, Logan is still available to be adopted. Aaron, because you got a chance to spend time with Logan and Ashley, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Why do you think he's made such a commitment to these animals? Well, I think a lot of it, he, he gives a lot of credit to his wife, Ashley. She's very passionate about dogs. And he told us during his interview that initially when he was growing up, he viewed dogs more as a pet. And now since adopting the two dogs that they have, he views them a lot more as a family member. And he saw her commitment going to the shelters, doing the cleaning, walking the dogs, becoming a certified dog trainer, and mainly also adopting Leo as well. They rescued Leo together. And the joy that Leo brought into their home made him so happy. And he wanted to do more for dogs like Leo to help them find their homes and to help other dogs have that kind of happiness and also the people to find the happiness with the dogs that they adopt. It's funny because I haven't had a ton of experience at rescue facilities, but the times that I have been there while actually looking for my own lost dog, I found them to be very depressing. And your heart aches for these animals that are there. What was the Rescue Foundation like for you? I've been to a couple myself, and this specific one that I went to was actually really, really impressive. It's called the Nashville Humane Association. It's a big building. I mean, they even had bricks leading up to the entrance that had people's names engraved from donations that they made to the facility and just had this large entranceway when you walked in. They had the dogs on one side. They had the cats on the other side. It was very clean. It had a big backyard with a hill and that walking path around the back where people could walk the dogs. And then it had a fenced-in area where you could go and take the dog off the leash and kind of get to know the dog a little bit more. Or if you have a dog already and you want to think about maybe getting another dog, you could bring them with and play in this fenced-in area and see how they would get along. So I mentioned to the guy who was my contact there a number of times, I was really, really impressed with this facility. I thought it was really awesome. What were the dogs like in the shelter? 
there was 48 dogs at this shelter that were available for adoption. But, you know, we went around and we saw all the dogs and then they spent the most time with four dogs. One of them was named Cherry, uh, who's a four-year-old white border collie Australian shepherd mix. Uh, she just wanted to be pet. I mean, she literally just stood there while Logan pet her, and she loved every single minute of it. Lucy is a black lab shepherd mix who was seven years old going on two. When she got out there, they took a leash off, and she just ran around everyone. You know, Logan had to take a picture of her running towards him because that's what she loved doing. Duchess was a lab mixed breed. She actually had a benign tumor removed from her forehead that you could still see the scar on her head. Just the cutest black dog, and she was very relaxed and loved to be pet. And the last dog that we spent time with named Casey was a seven-year-old lab mix who was one of 20 dogs that went there from Houston following Hurricane Harvey. Uh, She was the last one there, and this dog was awesome. I mean, she was very quiet in the kennel, but once you got her out into the fenced-in area, she was very playful. Logan threw a tennis ball to her, and she went and got it, but then she just wanted to run back by him with it and just chew on it and just lay on the ground. And uh, this dog was awesome. I really, really liked that dog a lot. You don't even think about animals that are displaced by tragedies like that, yep. by, you know, these natural disasters. But, yeah, that's another circumstance that contributes to these shelters filling up maybe more than they expect. Okay, Aaron, I know that you yourself love dogs. You've had dogs. How did this story affect you personally, given your experience with rescue animals? My last dog actually was a rescue. Um, his name was Diesel. He was a shepherd husky mix. And uh, we loved that dog. We had him for 10 years. So I thought being able to do a story with Logan Ryan and his wife to be able to go to the shelter and go see these animals uh, is really cool because we had our dog, like I said, for 10 years. And he was just an amazing dog and just an amazing part of our family who we loved very much. And your next step is? <laughs> and our next step is we are actually in the process of getting another dog. Um, it's been about four years now, but um, we surprised our kids. We're going to be getting a new puppy. And so I'm going to be hitting up the uh, Ryans for some uh, dog training tips, I think. And you know what? I have no doubt that Logan and Ashley will be absolutely wonderful as far as helping you guys through that process. Definitely. I hope so. <laughs> so what was your biggest takeaway from this feature? You know, with the Ryans, uh, Logan told us during his interview... If you see something, do something. And I think it goes back to the turtle story from before. Um, They could have driven past it and said they hope that the turtle's okay or maybe someone else would come along and help, but they stopped to help it out. And I think that that was one of their biggest messages is that they wanted to see that kind of happen with dog shelters. You know, people can adopt, which is awesome. People can also volunteer their time. Um, There's so many animals out there looking for homes, and if people contribute some time or some money, that could really go a long way. Aaron Johnson, thank you so much for joining us here on the SC Featured Podcast. To hear more stories like this one, follow SC Featured on Apple Podcasts and on the ESPN app. Until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Jen Latta.